Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. Let me just confirm that I am audible this evening. Can you hear me loud and clear? Good evening. Thank you so much, Esther, for the prayer. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for gathering here this evening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's always an honor to be here, live and direct, bringing us God's word. And it's always very fascinating to see the number of people that have um, joined. <laughs> I always join actually every Thursday evening. This is 47 participants. Wow. Amazing time. I mean, it's, it's very <laughs> rare to find young people Thursday evening gathering after such a long week just shows our heart for God, our heart to learn, our heart to grow. And I must really celebrate you all. Thank you so much for having me this evening. We are in for another exciting time, uh, reviewing uh, and studying the book of Daniel. You know, it's just funny how we can go on and on on this series and we never get to exhaust the, the richness and the revelation knowledge that God has to supply. And we have been on, on this series for over 10 weeks now. I don't know what installment this is, but uh, we just keep going. If a strand or a verse of God's, of God's word can, can take uh, over a year, even more than a year to study, how much more uh, a particular book of the Bible that has already chapters now? 11 chapters or 12. Let me confirm that. Daniel has how many chapters? That's a quick quiz for you. Yeah, 12 chapters. So 12 chapters. And we're still doing over. I mean, we're, we're going on and on. We can we can stay here till the end of the year. But I know, Pastor <laughs> I'm sure we will stay here to the end of the year. But if God says, who knows? We can just tabernacle here, just learning about the excellent spirit. Such a an amazing time we had last week uh, from our senior pastor, Pastor uh, Dami. Uh, if you can still hear me, I hope you can still hear me. Okay. Such an amazing time, supercharged session last week. Wow. Uh, learning about the mercy of God. Wow, wow. Such such an amazing time we had last week. And I'm sure you were all blessed. Uh, I, I spent the most part of last week just ruminating over those uh, manifestations of mercy. Such a rare dimension of truth we received. And the prayers that we ended with, I was so, I mean, lives were transformed. Healings happened, miracles happened. And we're just so grateful for what God did um, amongst us last week, uh, last week Thursday. And I'm just going to be writing on that. Uh, once again, I salute a senior pastor who God has raised to inspire this generation and is doing a fine job at that by the help of the Holy Spirit. I celebrate you, sir. I honor you, sir. And of course, all the other pastors in the house as well. Uh, such a rare combination <laughs> of pastors that we have in the house. It's always an honor to serve alongside them. And it's never, it's never um, too much to celebrate them. So I celebrate you pastors. Done a fine job in the last 12, 13 weeks, just going on and on, dishing out God's word with, with simplicity, with truth, with profundity. And just it's just such an honor. God, God is so um, in love with us in this house. And we always have to be grateful. And so this evening, uh, we'll continue again the excellent spirit <laughs> you know i just when pastor informed me i was going to be taking a session uh today i said god he told me sunday sunday evening <laughs> i said god this week has been one of the busiest weeks of my life 
<laughs> Some weeks are like that. And that's, that's what I've had to encounter this week. So, so busy, packed full with a lot of activities. So I just have to rely on the Holy Spirit to say, God, so much has been said about this, this guy down here. So much has been, so many insights, so many strategies, so many insights. I said, God, kill her to first of all, So I said, okay, God is able to uh, show us another layer of truth that he wants us to expand on. And God showed me. God is so, God is so good. God is so good. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that God showed me what he showed me tonight. And that's what I'll be sharing with us this evening. And it's interesting, it's interesting what God uh, has um, shared with me over the past three days to share with these uh, people this evening. Uh, what I want to achieve this night by the help of the Holy Spirit is to um, draw a line of intersection between what we have been learning on Sunday uh, in, the, in the, the SHIELD series and what I've been learning in the past 12 weeks. Uh, in uh, the, the Bible study. So by the help of the Holy Spirit, um, I want to draw a line of intersection. That's how God, that's what God showed me. So something we'll be learning in the, in the SHIELD series is what I want to draw insight from and just tabernacle there this evening by the help of the Holy Spirit. Just a quick prayer. Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this evening. Thank you for what you're set to do amongst us. Thank you for your word that is coming in season. Thank you for the lives that will be blessed, the lives that will be transformed. Thank you for the deliverance that is about to happen. You have said that when I preach, deliverance happens. Thank you because souls have been delivered. Thank you for the dimension of truth that is about to be released. Thank you for liberation. Thank you for uh, joy that is going to burst out in the heart of people. Thank you for fear that has been cast out. We bless you, Lord, for what you are said to do. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Let me see amen. If you can hear me, thank you so much. And so, the excellent spirit, that is still the title I say hello to Pastor Yinka Adebayo, all the way from Kenya. We miss you. We love you. <laughs> so, the excellent spirit. Uh, just a word of knowledge for somebody. I mean, while I was preparing for this sermon, God said for me to say that there's somebody who has been uh, experiencing delays, okay? Experiencing delays in your life. You've been waiting for something for a long time. And relatively long time, I've been wondering what God... Why, why is this taking so so long? God said you should study Deuteronomy chapter 8. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 8. You're that person experiencing delay. And that the fact that uh, the reason why there is a delay in your life uh, in that particular area is because of three things. Okay, number one, and you are going to find this in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Number one, God is trying to humble you. Okay. Number two, God is trying to approve you. Okay. And number three, God is trying to check what is in your heart. Okay. God said, I should say that here. So read Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse, uh, all the, just read the entire chapter. God is trying to humble you. God is trying to prove you. And God is trying to know what is in your heart before he brings that, that blessing, that miracle your way. So just pray along those scriptures. So without further ado, uh, let me write. I have just 45 minutes. I hope to be able to complete my session in due time, in due time. Okay, so uh, like I mentioned, we have been learning about the subject matter of the excellent spirit, the excellent spirit. And this is a topic that, I mean, so pivotal in our generation and in this season. This is not something that you want to take for granted. The reason why God has had our senior pastor just tabernacle in this 
a particular topic for 12 weeks is for a purpose. Some of us are finding ourselves in different fields, different endeavors, different challenges. Uh, some people are traveling out. God wants to solidify the excellent spirit on the inside of all of us, everybody. And uh, tonight, I would like to start by saying one thing, that the excellent spirit that God has deposited on the inside of us is for kingdom advancement. Okay, the excellent spirit that God has deposited on the inside of us is for kingdom advancement. So if you're an excellent person, and you have found out that, oh, I've been growing in excellence, I trust that that's what God has been doing in our hearts for the past 12 weeks. As we've been listening to this word, sharing, listening to this truth, just appearing online every every Thursday, just listening and soaking in, praying, the excellence which is being shaped, is being formed on the inside of us, okay? And, and the essence of that is for kingdom advancement. So if you are demonstrating excellence in your career, that's good. If you're demonstrating excellence in your family, great. If you're demonstrating excellence in your workplace, in different things you're doing, that is profound. But the excellent spirit, that one that we've been learning, if it has not gotten to the realm of advancing God's kingdom, pushing the frontiers of God's kingdom, then you're not there yet. And that's something that you have to take seriously, okay? And so, again, the excellence rate that God has deposited on the inside of us is for kingdom advancement. And anything that stands in the way of this, anything that stands in the way of you manifesting the excellent spirit must be addressed, must be eliminated, and must be what must be replaced anything that stands in the way of you manifesting an excellent spirit must be addressed okay must be eliminated and must be what must be replaced very very crucial i hope you can see here me here i think i was out briefly if you can hear me i said i said what i said earlier was that anything that stands in the way of of the excellent spirit must be addressed, must be eliminated, and must be replaced. And so tonight, God shared with me that there's something that blocks the manifestation of the excellent spirit. There's one thing that God showed me all through the book of Daniel that blocks the manifestation of the excellent spirit. And that's what I want to tabernacle there this evening and just share with us based on what God has shown me in the book of Daniel. So what I've seen, and this is where I want to draw the intersection <laughs> between what pastors been sharing the last two weeks and, um, and, and, and our, our session in, uh, on the excellent spirit. A key block to the manifestation of the excellent spirit. That's what you can title this uh, teaching, a blocker to the manifestation of the excellent spirit. And that blocker is fear, <laughs> fear, fear, fear blocker to the manifestation of the excellent spirit you know we have been learning in the last two weeks the excellent uh, we have been learning, last two weeks on sundays we've been learning about fear the spirit of fear god has not given us the spirit of fear and i can say for a fact i mean when god showed me this during the week i was just marveled that wow see how god has just brought us to a place where there's a connection between what we're learning on sunday and what i was going to learn today now if you look at the book of daniel the very first six chapters of the book of Daniel, uh, it will shock you what you find there. So I want to do an exegesis, very quick uh, analysis of fear from the book of Daniel. Analysis of fear from the book of Daniel. First six chapters of the book of Daniel. Now, 
please follow me this evening. If you can't, open your Bibles. And if you can't, think with me. Think with me. There's going to be a lot of thinking this evening. I hope I can finish this in good time. Daniel 1. You know the story. I'm not going to be narrating the story to us. We know the story. You know everything about Daniel. Everything. I just want to analyze here in each of those chapters before I begin to teach this evening. Daniel 1. They were given food, okay? The portion of the king was, was given to them. Daniel and his guys said, no, we don't want this. We have what we, how we're going to determine. We know what we want to eat. We are not going to eat the king's portion. I know this guy came and said, the prince of the eunuchs came to them in the stead. He says, and the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse, worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king? Underline that word, I fear. So this prince of the eunuch was afraid. Ha, this guy, are you telling me that the, the portion, the king's portion is not as good as what you intend to? I mean, imagine a king presents to you his choicest meal, and then you say, no, I don't want. Imagine they invite you to a, to a place, they invite you to, a, to, 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 to the White House to meet with Obama. You say, no, 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 I don't want. I know what me I want to eat. So the king's portion was presented to you to eat, and he said, you turn it down. Just imagine that, without any iota of fear on the inside of Daniel. He was not afraid to go contrary to the king's commandment. And that's why Daniel, that eunuch said, I am afraid. Because if the king gets to hear that a certain young Hebrew guy from nowhere just said, look, I don't want your food. This is what I want. Then he said, ah. You're you just doing your own thing based on what you believe, based on what you know. And that's what I wanted to point out there, that number one, this guy could have been afraid. Daniel here, when you stand in front of an authority that is presenting with you options and opinions and perspectives and a particular way of doing it, and you're able to look at them in there and say, look, I do not want this. That is what standards that's actually the manifestation of this of, of, of this the excellent spirit in opposition to any fear and that's why what daniel did was to he determined his own portion he determined the process and he determined the outcome he determined the portion that look i will, i don't want the king's portion what i want i have my own portion we, we know what we're going to do we're going to eat our own food this is what we're going to do and then we'll tell you at the end of the 10 days, check us out. We're still going to meet the criteria that the king has set. So at every point in life, life is going to present you with the king's portion. And that will test your fear. Are you able to look at the king's portion and say, look, I don't want, I can, others are doing it, but I, I say, I don't want this one. So the king's portion will be presented to you. So Daniel had that, I mean, that, opportunity to be afraid fear could have gripped his hand ha, am i sure of this look at this food a very very sumptuous very scrumptious meal why am i doing this and then thoughts will start coming as a happy saying i mean i'll just be eating i don't even know what they were eating maybe it was water or whatever they had something else that was not so good looking but then no fear in his heart so the king's portion was denied without fear so fear there could have gripped his heart him and all the other guys that also denied the king's portion could have gripped his heart but he said no i i i leave this aside i choose what i want in chapter two 
Look at what it says in chapter 2. Now, in chapter 2, there was a decree. I think this was this uh, verse that I preached from uh, some Sundays back when Daniel um, interpreted the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. Now, again, look at this. Another uh, indication of fear that could have gripped his heart. Now, the king... The king, the king had a dream, and then he forgot the dream. He called all the magicians, the astrologers, everybody. Nobody could remember the dream, and this guy was angry. And so he decreed. He said, "I decree, if you can't interpret this dream, then I'm going to kill all of you. Naturally, what should have happened? You should be afraid. But guess what Daniel did in verse 15, chapter 2? He answered and said to Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Why is it? Can, can you imagine? Can you can you look at a king and say, "Why are you wasting? Why are you why are you why are you why are you in a hurry? Why are you why are you rushing? Don't rush me." Why is the king's decree? So whenever a king's decree is presented, can you can you challenge that decree and say, "Calm down. Why are you wasting? And you are not afraid. You're just calm. You're just addressing it with all authority and with all audacity. So number one, he, he, he challenged the dream. He said, "Look, he challenged the decree. He said, "Look, why are you wasting?" Then number two, he asked for more time. He went to meet the king. How many of us are able to do that? Look, they say, ah, we are going to kill you. We are going to fire you. Say, calm down. Give me time. Let me address this. I remember one time when I was, <laughs> I had this boss I was working with. The guy was so angry. Something needed to be done. It wasn't done. Time was going. And then he was on a virtual call. He was shouting, screaming, why is everybody, why are you not doing this? I just said, calm down. Give us about 24 hours. We're going to come back with this thing. He called me later on and said, wow, peace, you're going to go very far. Ah, look at how you handle, handle that. Everybody was calm, gentle, afraid in the meeting. Nobody wanted to say anything. I just said, look, sir, we do apologize that this has not been done. In the next 24 hours, we're going to look to, no fear. We have to get to a place. Okay, I think I was out briefly. Yeah, can you hear me now? Okay. So... In chapter two, what did Daniel do? Number one, he did what? He, he, he challenged the decree. Number two, uh, he, he, he asked for more time. Can you just ask for more time sometimes? I mean, submit, submit by, by next week. Submit by 2 p.m. today. Say, no, can, can I get more time? I think I need more time to process this. He was not afraid. He asked for more time. And then number three, he said, look, this is the dream of because by, by the time he got the dream and interpreted it, many people would have been afraid to say, ha, ah. so it's the king that is the, is the, is the head. Because he, that dream did not favor Nebuchadnezzar. That dream did, and Daniel was not afraid to present it the way it was, the way he saw it. He was not afraid. So sometimes when, when things are, and you hear, you, you have an idea of how a particular thing should go, and you're afraid to present it to your boss. No, the manifestation of excellence requires that you present it as it is. You don't want to hurt anybody's ego. Okay, you say that. That's what it is. Of course, there will be some emotional intelligence that, that you add to that. But fear there can threaten you from presenting that matter as it is. That's chapter two. Because of time, let's go on. Chapter three. This one is where it gets interesting. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were going to be thrown into uh, the dungeon because they did not bow. It's a guy. What is wrong with you? Why, why, why? Everybody's bowing. You don't want to bow. The king has issued a decree. So the first one is the king's portion. The second one is the king's decree. This one is the king's wrath. 
the king was angry. What is wrong with you guys? So right now, once I blow this trumpet, all of you bow down. If you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you into the... So making... So the king was... I was livid. And livid is like the a higher form of anger. When you're extremely livid, you're angry to, and you want to do anything. And that's why he doubled the effect of the fire. So if you guys don't do this, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. But look at what these guys did. <laughs> verse 13. His rage. Look at verse 13. What he says in 313. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded in his rage and fury. Underline that. King was angry. So how do you react when a king is angry with you? When the king is angry. Shouting and screaming. Look at what he says. And then in verse 15. If you be ready at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, you must bow down. You must worship the image which I have made. Then verse 16. Look at what he says. Look at what he said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, actually. We are not careful. So verse 19, the king was angry. After they said all of that, Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. And the form of his visage was changed. The guy was so angry. How do you react? <laughs> this is the manifestation of the spirit of the So Fear will grip you. So imagine a king furiously shouting and screaming and yelling at you. How do you react to such things? These guys were can't say, don't worry. If he said, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy funds, and he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, be it known unto the old king that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image. These guys, they give him back. Say, double it. Our God is able to save us. And then most people will say, uh, verse 18, if not, be it known unto thee. Most people will think that what that means is that if God does not save us, then be it known unto thee that we will not serve that God. If God does not save them, they would, <laughs> they would have died now. But that's not what it meant. What it means is that, look, whatever you decide, whether you decide to throw us in there or you forgive us or you pardon us or you bring any other method, we will still not bow. So most people always they misquote that verse to say that if God saves us, no, they have just one outcome. It wasn't about whether God saves them or God. They knew God was going to save them. So the spirit of fear did not grip their heart. God, they, they didn't have that spirit of fear. So they faced him head on, gave him back. Now look, we are, we are not faced by all your shouting and your screaming. We are unhinged. We are undeterred. We are faced by all your threats. The wrath of the king can make you cower in fear. And this is one thing that Moses knew. If you look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 27, Hebrews 11, 27, he says, By faith, Moses forced Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. So, so you have a boss that is always shouting and screaming, don't fear the wrath of the king. Because you are manifest, especially when you are operating in the spirit of excellence. The wrath of the king will threaten the manifestation of that spirit. That was what Nebuchadnezzar did. Nebuchadnezzar wanted to threaten it. So when the wrath of the king is against you, coming against no, calm down, calm down. Chapter 4 now. Let's go to chapter 4. I'm going somewhere. This is just introduction. And I know God will take whatever he wants to do with all of this. I'm sure. Chapter 9. The king's dream. So this is where uh, chapter 4. This is where Nebuchadnezzar uh, now had a dream of a tree of different things happening. And then he needed uh, somebody to interpret for him. And then um, what now happens here is that this guy was now brought again. Daniel came again. 
And this was when Nebuchadnezzar, the interpretation of the dream, the interpretation of this dream by Nebuchadnezzar was that he was going to be an animal. Imagine you know, that the revelation of the dream is that you are going to become an animal and that you are you are going to be separated from your kingdom for a period of time. That was what Daniel saw and he was able to present that to the king like that. Initially, he was afraid. Oh, look at verse 19. He says, then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for one hour. The guy could not talk because if I say this thing, this guy, this guy, if I go and I explain this thing like this, she, he will not just cut off my head like this. But the spirit of excellence will speak the truth. The spirit of excellence will present it as it is. So the king's dream will always be presented to you. The king's dream in interpreting the visions and the dreams of other people. You can't, you can't, you can't be afraid and, and give people the feedback that they need to improve. You can't be afraid and, and, and of, of, of faces and people and think that ah, ah, I don't want, I don't want them to feel bad. The spirit of excellence always knows what is right, and people will be sorry, people will be around you that God has strategically positioned you to minister truth and light to. And that's what that's the case. That, that was the case for, for Nebuchadnezzar. The spirit of excellence. You have that spirit. And so he was, Daniel was not afraid at all to speak what he knew was the truth. He presented it as it is. No fear at all. So he could have been afraid. Ah, this man, this big figure, this Nebuchadnezzar, that everybody worships and bows. Everybody's up. No, no, no. God showed him the dream and he presented it as, as, as it is, as he saw it. Chapter 5 now, chapter 5. We're taking note of all the manifestations of fear. Fear could have gripped their heart. So fear can manifest in your heart in different shades of form. As you are manifesting that spirit in different dimensions, different spheres, things will come at you. Chapter 5 is the king's gifts. So this was Nebuchadnezzar's son or something like that. Had a dream. Saw a handwriting on the wall. Okay? And this guy saw a handwriting on the wall. Your, your days are numbered. You're going, you're, the kingdom is going to be taken away from you and all of that. And so he said, Daniel, if you can interpret this dream for me, I'm going to close you. I'm going to, I'm going to reward you. I'm going to uh, make you great. Look at what Daniel said, verse 17. Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself and give your rewards to another. Can you deny the gifts of a king? <laughs> Are you able to look at a king in the eye? And this was the same thing Abraham did to the king of Sodom. He said, look, keep your Gifts, keep it. I don't want. Sometimes gifts will be presented to you that you have to say, look, no. I imagine how afraid you could have been. How can I take him in and, and say, look, I don't want your gift. Keep it to yourself. That's like slapping him in the face. I said, look. But he had he had come to a stature in the realm of the spirit. He knew he was in the realm of the spirit. He knew what he commanded. And so fear did you can't you can't you can't be you can't manifest the the spirit of excellence. And, and, and say yes to everything. You can't manifest the spirit and, say, and accept everything. There are times you have to stand your ground and say, no, this is what I say, no. And you are not, you are not being sentimental, you are not being politically correct, you are not trying to, you know, trying to get people to feel pacified. No, 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 no. Manif you, you are upright, you are, you are standing on truth. And that's what Daniel did here. He looked at him, he was not afraid. He was, he was just, he declined it straight up. And that's what Abraham did. And these are some of the manifestations of the, you. You can't accept everything. And as he was saying that, he also chastised the guy. 
he told the guy that look if you want to do well you have to change your ways you, you look at the king in the end and correct his error and give him feedback about his performance and look and say this is right this is the truth this is the right thing to do so that's the same thing he did for the Bukadnezer. after he interpreted him and said look you're going to die but if you want to if you want to if you want to do something right you know begin to give to the poor begin to do this you give counsel sound counsel that will help people that's the manifestation of the soul but if fear is in your heart that cannot stand that will not happen daniel 6 now the last one daniel 6 and i'm sure we're familiar with the story of daniel 6. this is the one where he was thrown into uh the den <laughs> imagine oh, this is an, this is another decree so there are two decrees one gifts one dream one wrath <laughs> and one portion so this one is also a decree they have decreed in the town everybody will listen oh, anybody that do not, doesn't worship the king, the God that the king serves, is going to be thrown into the den of lions. Anybody that does not worship, the next, how many days now was mentioned, if, you, if we catch you, if we catch you serving another God, and they did this because of Daniel. But guess what Daniel did in chapter 10, uh, chapter 6, verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, this guy, <laughs> he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. Imagine, you know that a decree has been written, and then you now go to the upper chamber, you now open it wide. Imagine, if you're afraid, you just close it and, and hide yourself and say, ah, let them not see me, let them not see me, let me just still be praying, let them not see me. He kneeled down, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day, not just once. If he was afraid, he would have said, ah, let me just calm down, ah, let me just do it once. Once, once is fine, ah, let them not catch me. Mm. He prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did at what time. Are you able to still continue your pattern, your ways of behavior, your ways of thinking without prejudice, without being afraid of a policy or a decree? And that's why there are two decrees here. Decrees will always happen. Are you able to say, look, I, I know green. I know the God that I serve. I'm not bending to policies or systems that compromise my stance with God. This is Daniel. That's the he was, that's that's what made him manifest the spirit of excellence. Spirit of excellence is not is not looking at uh, trends or so, say uh, let everybody don't read your Bible. No, <laughs> he, he, he opened the windows wide, open it wide. The thing that you say I will not do, I will now do it broadly. Everybody see it. Windows of his heart. He did not alter his routine. Hey, he did not alter his routine for any man. The fact that oh somebody. That routine, I'm still going to keep it regardless of anything that happened, regardless of anything that any policy, COVID happened, everybody was locked down at home. Any and my routine is still going to be sustained. That's the manifestation of it. But if you're afraid that, ah, what will happen if they see me? Ah, if I go contrary to this. No, as long as you are doing the will of God, nothing can happen to you. How about you even died doing the will of God? That's how some of our fathers lived. They died doing the will of God. It's not about oh, being afraid. Oh, let me hide. <laughs> The manifestation of the spirit of excellence. As we're looking at all these things, even us, where I'm still learning on these things because it's easy, very easy to be afraid. Very easy to be afraid. And but is not is a major blocker to the manifestation of the spirit of excellence. And that's why I thought to just look. And I and I as I was leading, reading through the entire uh, book of Daniel, it just just struck me that these guys had an opportunity to be afraid. Fear was something that we could have excused it and say, ah, okay, ah, it's okay. 
the king has said we should do this. Ah, let's do it all before it cuts off our head. It was excuse. It was excusable. We could allow them. I mean, we would not have been. They would not have been wrong. Ah, the king has said if you don't do this, they will throw you into. Ah, let me quickly obey. Compromise. Just let me just quickly do it. In, in each of those situations, ah, it's the portion of the king's food. It, it was convenient. It was. It, it was easy to do. Ah, fine. Let's just do it now. Just move on. Come and interpret the dream. Ah, let me tweak this dream here small so that ah, uh, this guy will not feel. It was convenient to do. Ah, don't worship. Don't pray to your God. Ah, maybe it's just for 15 days or many days. They say, ah, let me just not pray. And it was excusable. But guess what? Fear will always stand in opposition to the manifestation of the excellent spirit. In each of those times, if they had compromised, that excellent spirit in them would have been dwindling gradually. Because for every time you compromise that spirit, you begin to silence that because it's the spirit. The ex is a spirit. For every time that you compromise, you begin to silence. You begin your your you become less perceptible. You become less sensitive to the nudges in your heart. So it was convenient. It could have been excused. It was excusable. People would have understood it. That ah, it's fine now. You found yourself in a very dire situation. You found yourself in a very uh, impossible situation. Ah, look at the policy in that company. I know. Nobody could have stood there. It's fine. You can always get back later. No, 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 no. Stand your ground. Okay, because then anytime you say yes to the onslaught of the enemy against the manifestation of that spirit of excellence, you, you truncate the optimum, optimum manifestation of your destiny. Optimum. You just keep lifting the banner of uprightness, of holiness, of purity, of doing the right things. As I begin to round off gradually, that's just part one of my teaching. There are two more parts before I'm done. Part two, as I looked at the, everything I've just shared so far in the first six chapters of Daniel, I saw three types of fear. Three types of fear in all the six chapters. And these are the one of the three uh, three things. Yes. It's one of the manifestations. These are the these are the one of the most dominant manifestations of fear that any man can ever encounter first off is the fear of man the fear of man hmm. the fear of man fear of man fear of man the fear of man that's one of the biggest fears in this world okay and one of the reasons why this fear is so predominant especially in especially maybe in our country nigeria is that culture of respect you know respect your especially in this yoruba speaking western part of nigeria Respect your elders, respect people who are senior who are older than you. Respect, respect. Let's not come out or saw uh, something that will get them angry, get them offended, and all of that. Cultural respect. And there's there's a particular country also that that is like Nigeria uh, in terms of respect. Now, and I, there was this story about I think it's Korea about this pilot, two pilots in the cockpit flying a plane, one older, one younger. And then this, this plane was going to crash. And this younger pilot knew what it was that needed to be done for the plane not to crash. But because in their culture, you don't correct an elderly person. The guy kept quiet until the plane crashed. And everybody died. Can you imagine that? Culture of respect. Fear of man. All of that is, is fear. Fear. Daniel could have looked at Nebuchadnezzar, ha! This big guy, everybody respects him. You look at your boss, you look at that person who has a car. You look at you look at somebody who has ah 
prestigious and you're not able to look at them and address and speak the truth fear of man you started working in a new place you begin to count you begin to feel you can't present in meetings this is one of the fears fear of public speaking this is where it is fear of man guess what he says in proverbs this scripture will save you and liberate you proverbs chapter 29 verse 25 proverbs 29 25 look at what it says the fear of man brings a snare but whoso puts his trust in the lord shall be safe the fear of man will put you in bondage that's what he says the fear of man brings a snare if you are the kind of person who is afraid of any man ah, for, ah, then you see them clothes wearing tuxedo maybe riding one fine car living in one apartment yeah, you now begin to sometimes it's not it's, it's subtle forms of fear you begin to feel uh your less self-esteem will drop a little you begin to feel less confident less begin to feel like it will that's bondage the manifestation of the spirit of fear cannot operate where fear abounds the manifestation of the spirit of excellence cannot operate where fear about and one of those fears is the fear of man okay Ephesians 3 12 tells you how God is what as as in whom you have boldness with access boldness in whom you have boldness can you walk into that meeting and speak clearly speak with boldness speak with conviction command the room when you're when you're talking in meetings virtually speak with clarity speak with boldness cower at any side of speak this was the this was why god had to encourage jeremiah if you look at jeremiah chapter one jeremiah was a kind of that kind of prophet that was afraid too he was he had that fear of man ah how would they look at me then the word of the lord came on to uh, jeremiah saying before i formed in the belly i knew you verse six then said i ah lord behold i cannot speak i'm a child are you like are you like that person you always tell yourself i'm a child i'm a child i can't look at them in the face ah, they are, look at me they're looking at me how that look at how fear of man but the lord said unto me say not i'm a child for you will go to all that i send thee and whatsoever i command thee that shall i speak be not verse eight be not afraid of their faces for I am with thee to deliver them. you are the kind of person you have when you look you can't look at people in the eye directly and speak no, no. God had to use this scripture to also chastise me when I started my my my, my job some 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 months back. This position, and you enter into a position of authority. I begin to fear. Sometimes you're talking to people that are older than you, like 20, 30 years older. And you are let me know. Can I speak to them? Can I speak? No, be not afraid of their faces. Some some of us here need to bring this scripture and plaster it on our walls. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee. Okay, fear cannot operate where the, 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 the spirit of excellence operates. And that's what happened to the Israelites. They went to they went to the place. I mean, Pastor talked about this. They went to the, 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 the land that God had promised them. They saw the giants. Ah, shall they survive by? Really? Ah, look at how they look. Ah, these people will swallow us. Look at how we look. They are afraid. The fear of man brings a snare. A snare will bring you into bondage. But God has not given you what the spirit of fear. Spirit of fear. What do you think what would have been happening in the heart of Daniel? As he said, all of those things in front of all those guys. Meshach, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What do you think would have happened to them as they looked at Nebuchadnezzar and said, Look, you can't operate in the fear. 
in this particular kind of fear and fulfill your destiny. Tell me, Alfred of Mano, this was the same thing that happened to Peter. Peter, ha, Galatians 2. Look at what Paul said about Peter now. Afraid of man, Peter or Peter that we all know in the Bible. This was what Paul, Paul said about him. That this guy, this guy, you say one thing with your mouth, but as soon as this guy has come again, you just change. You quickly change. It's fear of man will bring you to his snare. The reverse. One of the choicest disciples. Look at what um, Paul said about him. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. He says, Peter, just a minute, let me find that. 2.11 said, but when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain men came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. So when, when some men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he would withdrew. Before certain men came with James, he would eat with Gentiles. When he saw, he would eat with them, he would fellowship with them. But when another, another set of people come, he would just quickly hide. Fear of man, trying to put, put up an appearance. So not being straight, not being upright in your dealings, not be, because you're afraid of how some people will perceive you, and so how some people will see you, what they think about. No, fear of man. You want to break that, that fear over you right now. Go for your destiny. Manifest the spirit of excellence. Number two kind of fear is the fear of failure. Fear of failure. Imagine if Daniel had this fear in his heart. So we leave the portion of the king and be eating this. What if it does not happen? Ah, what if we eat this and the next 10 days we, we look very skinny? Then they will not be making a mockery of us. Actually, we told you to eat. just eat the king's portion. Just eat the king's portion and so you can be fresh. Eh? That fear would have been in his heart. Certainly, if he didn't mind, I'm telling you. What if, imagine, Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I said, God will help us, God will help us, God. What if they have been thrown? That fear, imagine that subtle voice in their heart would have been saying, ah, what if God threw, when, when they throw into that, that, that den, into that uh, fiery furnace now? What if <laughs> you just die from there? With all this, your gragram boldness, what if? Fear of failure, fear that what you are confident about may not work out, may not happen. What you are so proud and you are insistent, it may just fall flat on your face. Fear of failure. And that's why God had to encourage Joshua. He said, be strong and be of good courage. Because imagine Joshua. Joshua had a mentor, Moses, that failed. This was somebody who he revered, who he had followed all his life. But Moses, in, attempt to, in an attempt to bring the Israelites into the promised land, this guy, like I like to say, Olano, <laughs> he messed up. So imagine you, you are now the person that has been called to replace him. And so, yeah, you, you are not going to be the one that will take them to the promised land. Imagine the fear that could have gripped him and say, ah, me, young, my, what my mentor could not do. You want me to do it? How? God had to say, look, be strong and be of what? Be of good courage. And so you have to be, this fear of failure is not something you want to allow. If God, has, if, if the thoughts have been coming to your heart, you want to address it right on. This fear of failure is not my portion. I mean, if a prodigy of mine reached out to me during the week and said, look, I just got a job. I'm excited. I've been selected to be a teacher in one of the most prestigious... In one of the most prestigious um, um, schools in the country. Ah, I said, look, be, 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 don't be excited that they got you. <laughs> or don't be excited that uh, 
you were selected. Be excited that ah, or they should be more excited than you are excited. That's how I put it. I say they should be more excited than you are excited. And that is coming from a deep place because I realize sometimes you can be so overly excited. Ah, I've been chosen, I've been chosen. They should be proud that they got me. I have the spirit of excellence in me. I when you get me, you get an asset. Of course, I'm excited I got into a got, got a fantastic job, but you should be excited that you get somebody who is going to do a great job for you. Fear of failure. That, that's those are the kind of conversations you have when you get into a new job and you're afraid ah, will I perform? Will I underperform? Will they like me? No, no, no. They like me. I have the spirit of excellence. I will not be afraid. I will deliver. They will, they will be, they will be, they are privileged to have me. That's the kind, that's how you read. So the kind of things that nullify the spirit of uh, the spirit of the fear of failure, actually. So don't be afraid. And even if pata, 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 oh, you, are, you are now afraid, look at what Psalm 73 has to tell you. If you're afraid, of, ah, will I fail? Will I fail? This is the worst case scenario. Psalm 73, verse 26. He says, my flesh and my heart fail. Imagine, oh, my flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart. So remove yourself from the picture and you realize that this fear, it is, it, I can't be afraid. Like, I shouldn't be afraid. So your flesh and your heart, imagine your flesh and your heart, they fail. Let's say, let's assume they even fail. But God is the strength. Remove yourself from the picture and put it back on God. Put it back on God and your portion forever. So please deal with the spirit of the fear of man, the fear of failure. And then the last one is the fear of the future. The fear of the future, also known as the fear of the unknown. <laughs> Pastors spoke elaborately about this on Sunday. Okay, I wouldn't want to repeat that. If you miss service on Sunday, you want to go back there. But let me just read the portion of scripture that Pastor quoted from Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Fear, fear of the future, fear of the unknown. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall I take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't be afraid of tomorrow. Some people right now, they're afraid of 2023 elections. Ah, who will come into power? Ah, what will happen? Ah, I have not gotten married. When will I get married? Fear of the future. Ah, where will the man come from? Where will the woman come from? Ah, hey, my children. What school will they go to? Ah, why will I get the money to send them to school? Ah, hey, oh, ah. Some people, when they go and leave, when they are coming back, hi, what will happen when I come back from leave? Oh, all the work would have piled up. Ah, this new job, how will I? Ah, hey God, fear of the future, fear of the unknown. The thought that should have you should have at the back of your mind is that I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. There's one person who holds the future. You don't need to figure it out. So you're expecting a miracle, expecting a, uh, some deliverance, expecting a breakthrough, expecting something. Ex don't care. Don't begin to get off track, figure out all the details. Ah, how will the money go? How will we finish this project? How will we get? No, 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 no. That's fear of the future, fear of the unknown. You don't know what will happen. No, 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 no. You know who holds the future. The God is the one who chooses your inheritance for you. That's something I always confess. God is the one who chooses my inheritance for me. If he's the one who chooses my inheritance for me, then I don't need to know how he will choose it. I don't even need to know where he knows. He owns a cattle upon a thousand hills. He knows where all the jobs in the world are located. He knows where all the women in this world are located. He can, he can align your steps. Fear of the future is unfounded when you know these truths. So fear of man. Don't be afraid of man. Fear of what? What's the second one? Fear of failure. Then fear of the future fear of the unknown 
Imagine those guys, ah, if they had been afraid, ah, what will become of my destiny in this kingdom? I've been, I've been known for two territories, two Daniel have been known in different, Nebuchadnezzar knew me, respected me. If I go and say rubbish now, maybe ah, I, I, they will just remove me from this position and my, my, my political career will be, will, be, will be done for. Fear of the future, no, do what is right. Because fear will, will, will literally wipe away the manifestation of the spirit of excellence. And as we begin to round off tonight, there's a particular fear that you should replace all of this with. Remember, you don't just eliminate this fear. You have to replace them. You don't just remove them. You have to replace them. And that fear is the fear of God. The fear of God. The fear of God. Why should you embrace the fear of God? I'm going to read three scriptures and we're done. Number one is Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. The fear of God. I can do a long study on the fear of God, but that's not for tonight. I just want to tell you why the fear of God. The fear of God is the is the replacement. You have to replace the fear of man. Once you are fearing God, all these things. These guys feared God. Daniel, Shadrach, Mish, they feared God. That's why anything any man had to say did not was was what I know my God. I know the God I serve. Let's look at Proverbs one. Proverbs one. This is why you should fear God. <laughs> I'm sure you know the scripture. It says the beginning of. It says the fear of God rather is the beginning. Of knowledge the fear of god is the beginning of knowledge that's proverbs 1 7. then he now jumps to chapter 9 proverbs 9 10. the fear of god is the beginning of wisdom the first one is the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge 9 verse 10 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom that means if you go into the university of wisdom the first thing it will tell you is the fear of god fear god you want to have been praying and praying and shouting, God, God, I want to be wise. I want to be smart. I want to know more than my equals. First 101, wisdom 101 will tell you, fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. That's the first class. Before we begin to tell you advance, advance, ad fear, first class. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's why you should fear God. That's why these guys demonstrated wisdom at a high level. They're like, ah. How can you be so wise? Is the fear of the Lord. Daniel, how can you interpret a dream so smartly, so brilliant? Is the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning. Those guys fear the Lord. Number two, why should I fear the Lord? Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22, verse 4. It's another reason why you should fear God. Rounding off now gradually. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor. If you want riches, oh, if you want honor, if you want life, he said by humility and the fear of the Lord. So these guys were wealthy. Why, why, why was Daniel so honorable for four kingdoms? In four kingdoms, four kings, he served four kings. I mean, this guy was relevant across different dispensations, different dimensions. Look at it now. It's Proverbs 22, 4 that was made manifest. The fear of the Lord will give you honor. He was honorable. That's why you should fear God. So fearing God is not, it's not something we say, oh, just be rich. No, there are, there are blessings attached to it. Then the last one, why should I fear God? And this is where last week's teaching, uh, I, I just bring some additional insights to last week's teaching. Proverbs 16, verse 6. Proverbs 16, 6, and that's so that you don't forget it. It's very easy to remember. This is the last scripture I'm reading. Proverbs 16, 6. Listen to this. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And 
and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. I read it again. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. We learned about mercy last week. Okay? Mercy. We prayed about mercy. Okay? We prayed about mercy. And that's fantastic. God can have mercy upon you so that your iniquity can wipe away your sin, forgive you, cleanse you from all evil. But that's not where you should remain. God can have mercy on you. Most people are still there praying, God, have mercy, have mercy on me. God, I've seen, I've, I've, I've got. We say, can you go further into what? Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It was said of Job, of Job this man feared God and eschewed evil. He stayed away from evil. When you fear God, you eschew, you eat all the mercy you are praying for. When you fear God, that thing will just come for you. It will, you won't be running after things. Things will be coming for you. So, why you should fear God is because it helps you to, to do what? To depart from evil. To depart from evil. You know how to choose the good. You know how to deny the evil. Okay? So fear the Lord. And that's why these guys were able to discern that this portion of the king's food, I will not eat it. That this, this decree, I will disobey it. Okay? Because it's an evil decree. This, this, uh, this, this wrath of the king, I will not be afraid. They knew, they knew what was right. This dream, I will interpret it this way. They know how to depart from evil. Okay? That this, this particular, I will disobey. That's how, that's how it is. The fear of the Lord will teach you what to do. And so as I round off this night, can you just say a quick prayer in your heart that God, help me to fear you. I remove from my heart the fear of man. That God, help me, help me rid my heart of fear because I want to manifest the spirit of excellence. And these are blockers, blockers to the manifestation of that spirit on the inside of me. I remove the spirit of fear, the fear of man, the fear of failure, the fear of the future, and I replace them with the fear of God, the fear of God in my heart. Father, Lord, I receive, I receive grace to fear you, fear you, fear you in holiness and righteousness and uprightness so that I can enjoy the wisdom that is attached to fear you, so I can enjoy the honor, the riches, the light that is attached to you, so I can depart from evil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. See you soon. Thank you so much. Amen. Wow. What a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.